Hello everyone, my name is Stephen Charles. I'm the CEO and founder of LS Green. Today on The Bridge, we have an executive for the Barclays Center. His name is Joseph Raj. He's an Asian American. He represents black excellence as an executive for such a um, prestigious establishment as the Barclays Center. If you never had the chance to go, it's a state-of-the-art uh, stadium in the middle of Brooklyn. So for now, we're going to let you listen to the interview and make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Bridge Podcast uh, Instagram page and make sure to share this podcast. So without further ado, Joseph Raj. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm blessed, man. I, you can hear me, right? Because I'm outside. I don't know if I'm good. I'm clear. Yeah, you're clear. I can hear you. Right. Fine. Can you hear me? Yeah, we're good. We're good. Perfect, perfect. Yo, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I like I like the company. I like what you guys doing. IECM just had Black Day yesterday. <laughs> Couldn't do much. Couldn't do much, but you know. We're good. Yeah, but you know, so were you able to try uh, LSP? I, I tasted it. Yeah, yeah, I tasted it. I was out and about, but I made sure I tasted some of it. I'm gonna. I gotta mix it with something, I'm, but I'm gonna I'm gonna empty the bottle. If you could, I'm gonna have to get some more. I get I need a case. There's plenty of there's plenty where that yeah, goes. Came from. All right, cool, cool. <laughs> Yo, so thanks for doing this, man. Like, listen, yeah, so uh, uh, what we're doing right now with LS, you know, it forced us because of the COVID that like, we just think how it's something we we'll to do in the past, but I guess COVID forced us to do it now. Okay. And, uh, I came with this idea, like, uh, with Miriam, to do something that we call the bridge, right? right. And the bridge, the, the, the logic behind the bridge is that I'm from Montreal, and I realize when I come to the U.S., you know, I have family in New York, I have family in Boston and Miami because, you know, Asians and, and whatever. Right. But at the end of the day, I thought there was a disconnect, right? Like, the people in the States, they didn't really... Uh, recognize that Montreal was like, you know, a place they could go, a place they could, you know, uh, I mean, not now, but like <laughs> in the future, uh, you know, and I felt that it was cool to connect with people from different range of life and just see how similar we are and also embrace our differences, you know? So, yeah, and that was basically the thought behind it. And I've been following you for a while and, and everything that you've been doing so uh, why not uh, let the people know first what you do, sure. and then we'll go into the nitty-gritty of, uh, you know, discussing uh, everything. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. What's up, Chris? I see you, man. Uh, my name is Joe's. I'm, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, Broadbush, uh, to be exact. I have family in Montreal, and we're back, so I know Canada pretty well. Um, I, I handle, currently handling ticket sales and events at, at, at Barclays Center, and I have the opportunity to connect with the community by working there, you know, um, with different nonprofit organizations, different businesses and individuals. Um, so I try to tap into what's going on in the arena. Um, I try to tap into what's going on in the community and bring my community into the arena. People who may not have access. That's that's what I'm most prideful about is, is providing that, that opportunity, the bridge, basically. Um, and whenever there's different initiatives and um, fundraisers that I could help um, bring up to a different platform, to a different mm -hmm. level. Um, I make sure to reach out. Most most of the time, people will reach out to me, and then we make it happen. So it's it's been it's been great, and you know you have to be a bridge for for your community, your family, your friends. Um, you know it's important to do that so we could both cross 
that water together. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Um, Perfect. So how did you land such a job? Like, like you're in charge of ticket sales mm -hmm. for the Barclays. First yeah. of all, were you there when the Barclays were, was being done, like discussed and everything? Were you part of those plans? Did you come afterwards? And lead us more into like what you what you what you did before that was able to land you that type of responsibility. Sure, I start from the top. I mean, I, most most kids in college, you really don't know what you want to do, mm -hmm. um, or you may have an idea, and when you're exposed to something new, you know that may change your lane, change your trajectory, or change something that you might want to do. Um, so when I was in school, I had an internship at Madison Square Garden. I was going to do human resources, and being in human resources, you have access to all the different departments. And I, I was introduced to ticket sales. So I saw a, a, a lady walking around the court. She's not a player. She doesn't she doesn't shoot like any of the players, and she's not a coach. But she was doing a she was on the court and helping people and talking to people and running out different um, activities. So I found out what she did. Uh, which was sales, um, and then I pursued it. So I remember, if I go back in high school, I remember when the newspaper said that Brooklyn is going to have an NBA team. Ever since then, it was stuck in my head. Like, I, if you're from Brooklyn, you have pride. I don't, if you ever meet somebody from Brooklyn, Brooklyn is their home, their city. Yep. And I was like, you can't bring a team to my city, to my borough, <laughs> and I'm not involved. And, and I think everyone has, anybody that's successful in whatever they do, you have that one spark that one thing that hits you and you're like i'm gonna push for it you know I, i'm pretty sure with the liquor ls team liquor like something sparked in you mm -hmm. uh, and you're like i have to do this and a lot you just push for it you pursue it from there so yeah. once you get that spark or that passion people call it your passion once you get yeah. that spark or something that pulls you it's gonna push you forward to, to what you want to to the dream you want to be realized right yeah. And ever since then, it's been on my mind to do it, to do it. And I would tell my friends before it was built. It was built in 2012, so years before that, I would tell my friends, "Yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be working there." And it and it came to happen. So wow. you can speak things into existence. You can yeah. plan for it, write it on paper, do whatever you have to do yeah. to motivate yourself every day. So um, once I got that spark, I pursued it. Um, network, find people who who are there, giving me advice built relationships and when it was time to um work um in sales in 2012 i was working part-time and then i moved up eventually full-time so that's basically like a short version of how i uh, came to where i'm at now yeah so you know this is what i was talking about the, the the paths are so similar so basically for me it was the same thing so uh first thing i did i wasn't banking before right i, right. I, was, I used to be a mortgage spe specialist and i have no idea instead of like before I was just buying liquor, drinking like everyone, right? But mm -hmm. by going to the business, the first thing I did is took I took a plane and went to the biggest convention there. Like it, it, it cost like five hundred dollars a ticket, right? So right. I mean, ju just to be just to go network with people, like in the flight and the hotels and whatever and so forth. But I felt it was a, a, a money I should spend to be around people that knew more than me in the industry to learn exactly. more and to be able to grow. And that's the first things I I did. So. When you were talking about networking and, and, and like linking up with different people to get to your goal, I definitely understand that. That's for sure, you know? Yeah, that's big. I mean, you have to pick brands of other people. They went through that road, even though they didn't have the same goal you had, but they walked across that same road. And then you can get advice of how that road is, you know, how, how tough it is, what obstacles you may come up to, and you can prepare yourself um, for that. So that's, that's big, getting advice and picking people's brains and networking is, is huge.
Perfect. Yeah. And also, I wanted to say you were you're you're big on the community. You're big on uh, with your Asian proud uh, Asian pride and so forth. Um, yeah. I've seen that you're you're raising money for something in Haiti. Could could you talk about it a little bit more? Yeah, appreciate that. There's a link in my bio. Um, we're doing a it's Hope for Haiti. That's the organization, and we're doing an initiative. It's called Hike for Haiti. So there's a school um, in Haiti where kids will have to walk up a couple, a mile or so to get to the school. It's up a hill, and with the COVID um, situation, Corona, of course, schools are closed. Um, we're, we're raising money to get school supplies. So when that school comes back, you know, kids will be safe. You know, have health safety um, products for themselves. Um, we, we're going to provide supplies for the school also so they can get right back to it. And we're just raising money. Hopefully, after Corona, what we plan to do is do the hike with the kids in, in Haiti and do the hike when they're on their way to school. Um, and the money, of course, will help the students, the teachers, and that education system over there. So there's a link in my bio um, if you guys want to donate, and that money's going towards that. It's the organization's Hope for Haiti. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. I'm definitely going to go... Uh uh, donate so uh, just, you know, that. yeah for sure for sure um I, when's the last time you've been in haiti oh man i was there february i want to say february 2017 okay i haven't been okay. back since um I, I haven't been there for like 25 years i want to say right and that was my first time back um and it, it was a it was a culture shock but it, it when i came back to new york it, it I learned a lot. The, the mm -hmm. people there are so happy. You know, you, we would stress out over our closet when we have 10 different outfits to wear. We don't know what to wear, but some of the people there humbly have like two or three outfits or just yeah. two pairs of shoes. Yeah. And the joy and the happiness that they have with the little, you know, more, more money, more problems, more yeah. money, more bills. You yeah. know? So um, the little they have are so happy. So I got to learn about the people there. Of course, my I have family there and it changed my perspective. Just like Corona's doing now, people are slowed down. You're, you're spending less, you're spending more time with family, and you're realizing all those Amazon purchases and that Sprint bill that you're stressed out about, you got to slow down and realize, like, this is not important. You know, let me cut this off, or let me not do this. There's more important things to, to think sure. about to do. So coming back from Haiti, um, being put my foot on the land, eating the food, <laughs> fresh food, the good food, no preservatives or chemicals. Um, you know, I enjoy my time. I have to go back again very soon. What, what, uh, do you go frequent? Do you frequent yourself? Do you go a lot? So I've been three, uh, so uh, since 2014. I've been in 2014, 2015, and 2016, right? Okay. So um, I, made, I made it a, a goal to go every year, every time it was for business. Right. But um, but basically, the only reason I didn't go uh, after it was like the things were like none, a little bit less stable, you know, yeah. like a little bit like right now, you know, like we don't, I mean, COVID, but before COVID, there was like instability and stuff. So right. whatever, but the same thing as you. So when I went for the first time in 2014, it was like because I just wanted to go medal for LS, for the taste of LS, right? That, that this big competition. And there was like, I didn't even know, like, I mean, I was a bit ignorant to my own culture, my own country. Like, of course, I was repping Haiti, but uh, mm -hmm. but like the the fact that there was so much uh, uh, TV outlets that wanted to meet me and and newspapers and stuff like that. Like, it's it's a whole thing. Like, you know, and some people they look down on Haiti because it's a third world country, but at the end of the day, it still functions right. like any other country. You know, so so when I got there, I I tell you, man, I was so impressed. Like by 
yes. like the, the 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 vibe the vibe was crazy yes. like I, mm -hmm. I keep telling my wife we need to go and like because yes. she's never been but okay. listen man like I, that's the that's the one thing I the most I want to do is bring her there because the food the vibe like I stayed at the Caribbean hotel I don't know if mm -hmm. you you heard about the Caribbean what hotel what part is that is that for the country somewhere else Okay. Yeah, so like it's a, the way they did the hotel is so it, it's like it's incredible. Like they, they, there's like trees in the middle of the hotel and like they built stuff of, like it's crazy, you know, and, nice. and people, people yeah. have no idea. The best sushis I hate, the, be, the, the best sushi I ever got was it was in Haiti. <laughs> you know, when everything opens back up, man. I, I want to organize something when a, when a bunch of us network, but in Haiti, you know. So so um, Ghana has Afrochella, right? And right, the premise right. of it is is to bring back people to their origin, but to learn because we have these misconceptions and myths about Africa and Haiti, right? So right. you only know what people tell you, or yes. you don't know what you hear in the news. But until you go there, you'll you'll see that everything, all the amenities, the five star hotels, the the oldest plush amenities that you know of, it's there in in your in your own country, and and the money that you see is your face. People who look like you, and the people that you're interacting with, the businesses is people that look like you. So just like Afrochella, I think we, they should do a Haiti Chella. Yep. I was talking to a friend of mine who said they're planning something like that. Um, I think Stax told me that, but creating some type of event where we could bring our this generation, the millennials, um, and, and show them. Like your country is amazing, and everything nope. you think you won't have, like Netflix, Wi-Fi, is there for you. You know, but yep. it's all about exposure. Until you go yep. there, you won't really, won't really know. Yeah, I mean, I did everything there. I went clubbing. I went. Uh, this, uh, I went to the hotel, uh, uh, the Best Western. So it's like, like it's it's built. It's, it's it's cool because like it seems like Vegas a bit. Like every big hotel in eighty has uh, a lot. I didn't even know, know that. And wow. yeah, so I went to the Best Western, and the Best Western, it was during the playoffs, okay? And the NBA playoffs. NBA playoffs, okay. Best Western was lit. People were having <laughs> bottles, flat screen TVs, watching. In Haiti. Hey, in Haiti. Imagine. And oh I was God. like, oh my God, this is crazy. And I, I mean, I'm so proud. I'm so proud. Like, I know we have our difficulties, we have mm -hmm. our issues, but at, but at the end of the day, I'm really proud. And I went back also to the. I went also to the Decameron, which is basically the resort there. Yeah, uh, one of the resort there. Mm -hmm. So uh, I went there, and it was like it was it, it was it was perfect. It was perfect, honestly. You know, so so mm -hmm. yeah. I, I mean, honestly, like if people are hesitating to go for whatever they think they're not going to be accommodated well, whatever, trust me, like you can go. And sometimes it's even cheap to go. You know, so yeah, I'm 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 pushing people to go honestly and they. And definitely, I'm gonna keep you posted up. You, you keep me posted on whatever that are, is going in Haiti. I want to be there. Definitely, for sure. Yeah, like you said, man, it's 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 exposure. You know, we gotta change that narrative um, by spreading the word, spreading the good word. You know about it. Yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So speaking of this, like supporting each other and stuff, how do you feel the 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 how do you feel that we're we're handling uh, supporting black businesses? And and supporting each other, like, because uh, uh, I know you do it the way you do it. Like, for example, like I know you're you're probably involved with what Karen Seville does at the Barclays 
and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So, and of course, Karen is, is her own protagonist, of course, at, at her own pace. But um, how, how do you feel the community, not only Asian, but African-American, is dealing with supporting each other in terms of brands, in terms of like, you know, just in different aspects of it? Right. I think I think it's changing. It's it's becoming it's gotten better. It's progressed, right? Um, I think as more people are becoming more successful, more affluential in their fields in their projects, um, they're reaching out and helping out more. From from my perspective, I'm not sure how it was before, but how it is now is there's so many people doing different things, which is great. And when there's no conflict, when there's no when everybody's in their own lane, you can help each other. So if I have a car wash. And you're a mechanic. A person comes to my car wash. I, I see a, a something that needs to be fixed. I can refer them to that person. Yeah. There's yeah. really no competition there. And if that same that mechanic can send someone to my car wash. So I've noticed um, a lot of people connecting um, to work together and help different brands. I mean, we there's always this stigma of crabs in a barrel, or yeah. you know, we need to work together. We need to help each other out. But as we get more educated and become more successful, I'm starting to see a lot of um, people coming together and helping each other out. Um, yeah. So whenever I see a person, whether just black person, it doesn't have to be Haitian, um, I always love to support um, and, and try to help them out in any way I can. The li little things matter, you know, so it doesn't matter how big of a support, how small, support, support, either way, you do as much as you can. Yeah. Um, but it's starting to change. Yeah. So I see the change also. I mean, just us connecting like this, I think for us is growth. So, so, mm -hmm. so I, I feel it also. I just want, I, I just, what I think that we need more in the community, if I may, is what I've seen is we don't tend to, um, we seem to not, to not grasp uh, what, what happens behind everything. Right. You know, so, so, so for example, like for me, like, um, um, I think, I think like going to the liquor business, I think yeah. that's what people as a misconception with, because we are the people like African-Americans, we make all Consumer. those friends, yeah. millions, billions of dollars, right? You know, yes. and, but in return, they don't give nothing back to the community, you know, and, and, and I'm just talking in general, I'm just talking in general. And I think like, just for example, like, uh, I've been, uh, getting a lot of requests to get LS cream into stores into Massachusetts, okay. right? Okay. Because, you know, there's a big Asian community in Boston. There's a lot of people that live in, you know, black people that live in, in Boston. They want to they they wanna have the product. But what people don't understand is that in liquor, there's three big distributors that own the license for the whole state. Mm. And they're all Italians. Wow. So if they don't like you, if they don't they, want they you, you, you're done. You know? And, and basically, what, what I was saying is that how, when are we going to realize that we make everything bump? We're building all those companies. We're being, so, culture. So, so like to me, honestly, that's why, I, that's why I respect people that don't that stay off some brands. For example, like mm -hmm. brands that don't respect us. Like, you know, we all know those brands that had issues with us and whatever. Right, and, right. And, and basically, stop supporting them because they don't support you, you know? So, so that's what I think that, that we need to grasp a little bit more. But I don't think if, I don't know if you agree. That's me. But I don't know if you agree. I, I I agree. There's a there's a good example. Master P talked about it. Um, he had an interview where he was doing ramen noodles. Ramen noodles is the you know cheap 
uh, option for food where yep. a lot of college students, a lot yep. of people low income, yep. they would eat ramen noodles. I ate ramen noodles too. That, yep. I, I think that's my first cooking lesson. I learned how to cook, right? <laughs> and, and we would buy it from Top Ramen from the company. We don't know who the owner is. We don't know what they would provide yep. in return for our support and we would spend all that money. Um, you know, and it goes to everything. Liquor, like you said, sneakers, clothes. We would make these brands pop. Tommy Hilfiger is another one. And the owners have no, you know, no ties to the community that is buying all of these products. So Master P said he, he started a, a ramen noodle company and he mentioned how, you know, hey, the first thing they asked him is how much sodium is in his ramen noodles. You, yeah. you never asked how much sodium was in top ramen. But the first question is, oh, it's too much sodium. I don't know if I could do it. We always question or try to, you know, pick out things that we may not like when we never do it with other brands. Um, and I think that comes with education, it comes with maturity, and just establishing a culture or tradition to support our own. It's, it's, it's brand new to us, you know, ever since, yeah. um, what do you call it, I guess desegregation. Yeah. We've never had our own of anything. So, but as educated and, and, and developing these different brands and people of color becoming more successful, it's important to reach out and help, you know, and, and support that. And it's going to take time. You can't you can't change hundreds of years and tomorrow, but it's gonna take time and people become more enlightened. So people like you who are speaking about it, um, and other you know influential businessmen are speaking about it, it, it shines a light on it and people will change their, their mindset on it, their perspective. Yeah. So it's a it's an innate behavior that we yeah. that we have, but it, it it'll change eventually as we talk more about it. You know, I've been going to a you know, I don't know if you ever had the feeling but I'm going to those conferences or like those events like I was talking about, like the yeah, WSWA. Uh, I go there and like there's like 2,000 uh, 2, exhibitors and we're the only black people that are running our, our, our thing, you know? And, and, yeah. and, and I think that it's, uh, I, it's funny because I, I feel that we're making stride in the business, but at the same mm -hmm. time, it, it feels we're so, like, you know, some companies will say like, they, they've been there like, since 1818, you know? Family, yeah, family <laughs> traditions, yeah. You know? So that's generational wealth, you know, and stuff like that. But I'm just saying, like, I don't think it's normal uh, in, in an industry. And, of course, like, liquor has its own stigmatization. Like, I believe in drinking with moderation, of course. Yeah, yeah. But we're making them billions of dollars, guys. Dollars. Billions. I, I'm sure you heard what happened with uh, uh, Annie Palooza and Duce Palooza, you know? Yeah, I know those guys, yeah. Um... <laughs> I remember I met with one of the owners, Ken, and I was like, wait, Henny's not, because we tried to do an event. I tried to do an event with Henny Palooza, and I told Cam, wait, Henny's not, he's like, no, we do this on our own. And and you know what? That's a, that's, it's a good and bad from my perspective. I can't speak on his business, but it's a good and bad because now you, you have to have your own legs. You become more yep. independent. Yep. And instead of you going to them, eventually they're going to come to you. And I'm sure as they become more and more successful, it'll be something that they missed out on, you know? And yep. Um, when when you for, for yourself when you you're, you're the Jackie Robinson you're the pioneer of it. it it's it's it shouldn't be as hard it shouldn't yeah. be you know that way because people spend money on brands they know nothing of yeah right? but but not of your own and you know where the money's going you know it's gonna yeah. come back to your community but um, it's I guess it's a road that has to be taken because it's gonna open up other doors yeah so even even I I can compare it to to my position. Um, you know, I, 
not not everyone is pushing for a Haitian or a Caribbean night or working with this individual, that individual. I try to make it something of my own personal project to help whatever nonprofit that doesn't have the access or means to do something big to help them out. So you just got to be a pioneer and start it, and I'm, you're gonna be you're gonna be set. And there's other ways around it. I know you have to do those conventions and and fairs to promote the brand to other companies, but um, pretty soon people are gonna come to you. Um, yeah. They're gonna be, they're gonna, you won't even have to pay for a vendor table or you know, yeah. fly you out. It, it just takes time. It, yeah. it takes time, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I agree, I, I, think it's, I think it's a matter of time. I think, uh, I think we just need to, while we're here, we do our best and that's what we do. Uh, we all do that and basically we, we just hope for the best. But I think hard work always pays off and I think you're a testament to that. And yeah, so so yeah, I, I agree with you. And you yeah. guys, how how long have you been in business? So Aspen's been in business for five years. Right. So and I I keep telling people like you know from conception like to start a liquor business like the from day one like maybe it's gonna take two years often right. like real and, and just you know to have the legal paperwork to be able to sell your own liquor basically you know legally if I may you know because we all okay. know that Kemas you know you can sell it at you know, uh, you can do it in your basement and sell it on the street, you know, and but but mm -hmm. I think that's why we wanted to give a professional touch to the taste of, you know, of, of, of our Asian recipe and, and just present it so that it could be sell any, any place, any bars, any, any venue, you know, so, so, so okay. that's, that, that, that's, that, that's the way we want to do it, you know. I'll be, I'll be honest with you too. I've seen a lot of other uh, companies of, 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 of heritage. Yeah. Um, most are good. Others are, you know, like you could tell, all right, they're going to come up. Your brand, you came out to jump. The bottle, the decoration, the look, the presence, everything, the presentation. You wouldn't know if it was famous or, or no, cream liquor. It, yeah. it's, it's beautiful. It's, yep. it's sexy. It's marketable. Yep. And, and it's one of the reasons I was like, oh, this is beautiful. I love it. You know, so I, I mean, I, I'm going to support. Our goal is to be right next to Bailey's and be an alternative to Bailey's, right? So, so yeah. and we have a different taste, we have a different look, we have a different brand, you know. So we mm -hmm. just want to give people options. So for for me, if uh, uh like if you're if you're black, like and you're from the urban uh, culture, and you like cream liqueurs, go buy LS. That that to, to me it's a simple choice. Of course, it's for me, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it is, it's, it's, it's I think I think the goal behind it, and you see like a lot of people are doing you know, vodkas and rums and whatever. The reason why I wanted to do creams is that I felt that the category was dormant, you know? Right. Because when you think right. about creams, the only name that comes to your mind is Bailey's. Bailey's, yeah. So Absolutely. I think, yeah, I think it was time to just, you know, let's disrupt this a little bit, you know? So that was, mm -hmm. so that was the thinking behind it, you know? So, so but I'm, I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, you're new in the market. I mean, you're competing with people who have family generations. Um, for I could compare it to the Knicks and the Nets, right? So yeah. the Knicks were there for years. Um, it's a staple in New York City. Tourists, yeah. when tourists come, they, they go to Times Square, then they go to Madison Square Garden. Yeah. So coming in, coming in with Brooklyn, we're a new team. Even no matter what players we have, no matter you know who we're playing against, what teams, what what new signing we have, Madison Square Garden always sells out. I've never understood why, but it's because they have that history. So when you're yeah. dealing with those families of, of Hennessy and you're dealing with those families of Bailey's who've been years down, it's gonna take time. But trust me, 
a lot of times you don't know who's who's behind, who's supporting, who's supporting yep. you. Because yep. you're so busy running the business, yep. right? But you don't know how much fans and how much supporters you have because you're busy thinking about growing, as you should do. But if, if you ever take a moment to look behind you, you'll see hundreds, maybe thousands of people who are pushing for you. So it's just about keeping your head down and, and pushing. You know, year three, year five, or next year, next year, you never know. Yeah, uh, it'll be where you want it to be. Perfect, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, okay. Any uh, we have two uh, other uh, questions, if I may. Um, yeah. So my next question is: So obviously, are you a Nets fan? Obviously. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're an expert. <laughs> you want to ask me that? I'm I'm from Brooklyn. It could have been the Brooklyn Bulldogs, the okay. Brooklyn Bombers. I'm from Brooklyn, so whatever team Brooklyn has, I'm I'm a Brooklyn. So I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan. Right? So you're you're Tim Brooklyn. So if it wasn't yeah. for COVID, what do you think would have happened in the playoffs with with the Nets? Um, I think, I as a fan speaking as a fan, I think we 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 made it last year. I don't see why we would have made it. We not have made it again. And having new players on will definitely help us. I can't, I can't make any predictions. That will get me in trouble. <laughs> but if you compare it to last year, you could take an educated guess. I'll probably go. Anyways, listen. I, I, I was watching. Uh, they played the Raptors. I'm a big Raptors fan. Canada was crazy, man. <laughs> um, I remember somebody put up a sign. I was laughing. It said, "The more DeRozan died for this." I was, I was. He was a sacrifice. I, that was the best. Um, sign I ever saw, but Toronto, the country, I'm sure Haiti, Haitians in, in Canada were going crazy. Um, oh man, it, it, it was, was happy crazy. Last, last year was a trip. Last year mm -hmm. was a trip. But you know, that, that, that's that's why I tell people like, for me, I'm from Montreal to go to Toronto. It's longer for me to drive to Toronto than to go to New York. Wow. Right? wow so wow. so I was actually in New York uh, a few months back, and Brooklyn was playing Toronto, and it was a crazy game. Crazy we got history. Game. I think we have some history with you guys. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we do. But it was a crazy game. But yeah, but uh, definitely, thanks for answering that. So the last thing we're gonna we're gonna talk about. I mean, we're not gonna talk about it. I'm gonna ask you some quick questions. You just tell me off rip what you think, and. Uh, we're gonna call it to a close. Um, okay, so let's do it. Uh, okay, R and B or hip hop? Hip hop. Tupac or Biggie? Biggie. That was a tough one. <laughs> Biggie, I'm a big Tupac. I'm a big Tupac fan. I love Tupac, but in Brooklyn. Will Smith or Denzel? Denzel. Okay. Okay. Um, and lastly, Bailey's or LS Cream? LS Cream for life. <laughs> I don't even know what Bailey's is. LS Cream liquor for life. Please follow. Please support. I'm buying. I'm buying some bottles. I know Miriam. You guys gave me one. I'm getting like two, three more. Um, Thank you. For sure. It's gonna be a holiday. It's gonna be in the Haitian holiday household. I know you guys are gonna kill it with the marketing. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna be telling people yeah i know steve yeah <laughs> so i can't wait for you guys to to be number one in the market man it's gonna happen thank for you. sure yes, thank sir. you so much man thank appreciate you so much you really too, appreciate man. it so people thank you uh rose it was really good for you to join yeah. us guys post, post corona in. post corona yeah. god willing if, if god wants and fans come back definitely we we, we getting you guys on board somehow some way um uh, with Mark and I, we're going to try to find some way to get you guys in the building, get that Brooklyn market, New York market. So I appreciate you guys. We're going to make something happen. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yes. So, guys, 
thank you again for joining us. Uh, CreamLS.com if you want to order. And uh, we, we ship across the country, so you don't need to worry about that. So, uh, and tell us what you think when you, when you have it and tag us. And uh, uh, Jose, thank you, thank you again. I really appreciate you it. You got it, man. Joe, Joe. I get Jose, Josie, Jazzy, but Joe. Oh, but you know, this isn't that good. You know, you know, my full name is Jose Stevens, eh? Oh, but it's Jose yeah, but Okay, yeah. Jose Stevens. José Frage uh, from the Brooklyn Nets, from the Barclays Center. And uh, basically, um, so basically, yeah, um, he's an Asian guy, cool guy, um, doing big things up in Brooklyn. And basically, uh, I reached out and I just wanted to talk to him just about, you know, everything. And we're trying to do more of those things. We believe in connecting people. Uh, this is going to be part of a new podcast that I'm starting powered by LS. Basically, LS is the, 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 the reason why we're doing this, basically, uh, because we feel that we need to have a bridge to connect us. So, um, yeah, so it's going to be called The Bridge Podcast. So I'm going to work it out, and it's going to have its own page and everything, and we're going to put it on Spotify, iTunes, and so forth. And, yeah, so hopefully you'll join us and when we have those uh, episodes, and we'll promote it. And uh, so thank you again, everyone, to, for joining us. And again, uh, go get your bottles, creamls.com. We ship everywhere in the U.S. Uh, so don't worry about that. So thank you so much. Peace.